I serve a good God. You serve a good God. Look at somebody, look at somebody and just say, I serve a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Got a couple announcements before I begin preaching. A couple weeks from now, August the 27th, which I believe is a Saturday, August 27th at 1230, just after noon, 1230, at Alan Shirley's, there's a meeting, uh, there's a get-together for the Diamonds, and if you could bring a salad. If you have any questions, track down Al, and he'll find Shirley. Because we know how to do this, Al. And it's like, don't ask me. Find the one who knows what's going on. So 12.30 on a Saturday, August 27th, for the seniors, the Diamonds. Amen. You have a precious... I, I thank God for the wisdom that you have. And guys, I'm going to be... I'm just going to put it out there. You need to sit down and have a conversation with someone that has the gray hair more than I've got. And ask them how they handled something. What was it like? Um, it's, there's wisdom in our diamonds. Hallelujah. Um, also, if, if you walk around a little bit, you might see a few things such as we've got new windows that we're putting up in the old building. A couple of years ago, I remember, uh, Len, you came to prayer once, one Wednesday in the middle of winter, and the wind was howling outside, but it was howling inside as well. And you came to me and you go, man, it's breezy in here, and it was cold. So we finally were able to get some windows, and we've been working on putting them on. So if you notice, we've got some uh, new windows. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll get them completed with the trim and uh, inside. We've also been busy in the classrooms upstairs and in the uh, youth room upstairs getting, getting that ready. We haven't really had a fall to celebrate for the last couple years. Just because of COVID and everything that happened, things kind of muted. We did things, but we just felt a little bit inside like we need to... Um, I, I'm not... I'm not sure, I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure if I'm 100%, but I'm better than I was a year ago. And I have found that before you can run, you got to crawl, uh, walk. And before you walk, you got to crawl. And before you crawl, you got to stand and then fall down. And, and I'm finding, and I don't think it's just me, but I think there's, there's something, there, there's, there's life happening, there's, there's, there's something happening, and uh, I, w- I want to be honest with you. I want to take it easy. I want to take it slow, but at the same time, we have some things to celebrate. We have some things to celebrate, and one of the, one of the greatest things we have to celebrate is the life around us, our diamonds and our children. They are the church of today. Not the church of yesterday and not the church of tomorrow, the church of today. Because we are family. This is a house of family. Amen. So if you get a chance, you can look around and you can see 
um, some of the activity that's been happening. It's been, it's been pretty busy. We've been pretty busy. Um, children for Sunday school, you may be excused. All right. I heard somebody say yes. I sure hope that wasn't because you're not going to be listening to the sermon. It's like because you're just doing what God's called you to do. All right. Pardon me? He's te- Kyle's teaching. Awesome. 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 You guys have amazing kids. You have amazing kids. And, uh, and they are full, like, sponges ready to receive. Hallelujah. This is a house of peace. Um, Pastor Nelson shared last week, and he shared on the, the house, this is a house of presence, and he shared about some of the seal and how, how the, the seal, the importance of the seal in the kingdom of God, the importance of the seal, how it seals things, it guarantees, it saves, and it keeps things alive and fresh. And uh, the kingdom of God is an amazing kingdom. It's a kingdom that will never die. It's a kingdom that has no end. It's a kingdom with a king who is alive. Every other kingdom on this earth has a kingdom or has a shelf life where the the king or the monarch will live, but then they will die. And then another one's born, and they will live, and they will die, and and they have conflict. But in our kingdom, the king reigns, and he's alive, and he reigns supreme. Hallelujah. So I want to take a few moments this morning, and I, I want to talk about peace. I'm going to take two weeks to do this. Today I want to lay a little bit of groundwork. I want to lay some foundation so that you can walk with an expectation of peace. In Philippians, Paul's talking to the church, and he goes, um, the peace that passes understanding. The peace that I'm talking about today is not a peace that you and I can manufacture. Have you ever manufactured something, made something, whether it's a physical thing or whether it's something for your health or something for your home or or the structure of, of how your house operates and you make something, whether it's a husband, a wife, whether you do it as a team, but you you make something. But the peace that God has for you and I is not something that you and I can manufacture. It's something that God gives. And that's important because when you understand where the source comes from, you understand what you can expect from it. It's not like filling up your car with gas and going, okay, I've got X number of kilometers. The peace that God has is a peace that's inexplicable I have experienced a peace amid the turmoil amid all the circumstances of life I have found a peace that I'll be honest with you I can't explain it almost to the point where you feel guilty because you feel a peace when life is in turmoil and that's the peace that God brings so I'm going to share a few thoughts. I've got about five or six verses that I want to take some time to share with you this morning. Peace 
is something that God wants to work pervasively. In other words, to spread uncontrollably in your life. God wants his peace to touch every area of your life, your thought life. God wants peace to rule that. He doesn't want the thoughts to be running around causing conflicting thoughts and, and, and confusion. His peace is there to rule our thoughts and our minds. His peace is there to rule our relationships. His peace is there to even rule our finances, to rule our health, to rule our well-being. His peace is complete for every area of our life. And it's a peace that he gives. It's a peace that will affect your wholeness. Your wholeness. That's a word that we hear a lot of these days. Wholeness and wellness. People have wellness centers. You know what they do in the wellness center? They try to bring peace to the person that's there. I would suggest they get a limited result. They, they, they may get a result to an extent, but they don't get the complete result because the complete wellness can only come through Jesus. As I share this morning, you might think, well, I'm going to just take that area and try to work on that. But if you try to work on it without Jesus, you're not going to get the full potential of what it can do. Jesus brings a peace. God brings a peace that, that actually brings prosperity to your soul. Prosperity to your life. Prosperity to your being. To your family. To your property. To your estate. To your children and your children's children. The peace that God brings isn't just a minute thing. It affects your whole life. Have you ever received a phone call from a salesperson on something and they explain the benefits of what this product can do? Anybody ever see something like that or you watch a commercial and they go oh look at this product it can clean this and it can do this and one of the products i always think of is this this product that they they have this thing called leak seal on boats and what they do is they get a screen like a screen door and they paint it on there and then they make a, a sub they put it in water and they go look at this it doesn't sink it doesn't and and what they're trying to do is show you all the benefits of this and I'm here to tell you the peace of God goes beyond all the benefits that we can try to describe I'm not here to give you a sales job what I'm here to do is to point you to Jesus because he is good news the good news is if you're facing turmoil, if your stomach churns, if you get nervous about something, if your blood pressure spikes when somebody says something, let's do this, and all of a sudden you just, 
I've experienced that. Or, or maybe you, you, you look at something and you freeze because you don't know what to do. Or you look at something and your mind goes a hundred different directions. What about this? What about that? What about... I'm here to tell you that the peace of God is the peace that can surpass all of those conditions and those symptoms and it can get to the heart of the matter and it can bring a solitude and a tranquility that you and I cannot produce in any other way. He's so good. His peace wants to bring you welfare. One of the aspects of peace, when you read in the Old Testament especially, you'll see it in the New Testament too, but when they greet somebody in the Hebrew language, they would use the word shalom, which is the word peace. And what that word means is, how is your welfare? It's the equivalent, but it's stronger, but it's the equivalent to our, how are you today? But in the original language, it carried more than just a, how are you? It was saying, how is your welfare? How is your being? I've had people ask me that. And it's like, I've tried to be honest. And sometimes, you know what? I had a rough week. And it's like, oh, okay, I thought you were just going to say good and I can go on. But if you ask somebody, how is your state of being? How are you doing? How's your welfare? Are you at peace? And then you invest in that conversation. It's, it's a peace that actually and even wants to bring an absence of hostility. David was not permitted by God to build the temple because he was a man of war that had blood on his hands. But what David did was he prepared for Solomon, his son, whose name actually comes from the word shalom. It's a, a runoff of the name shalom. And David prepared, and Solomon, it says when Solomon started building, one of the other kings came to him and talked to him, and he said, there is an absence of war. I have peace on all sides. And there's an aspect of your life and my life where God says not only to subdue or to push it away, but to say that there is peace and there is no hostility. Anybody game for a life of no hostility in your mind, in your body, or in your situation, your conditions around you? The peace of God is a peace that doesn't just subdue it, but it actually makes it so that there's no hostility around you. Yes, there is also times when there's storms, but when you are with Jesus, he is the peace. And you and I can walk in peace with an absence of hostility when the world around us is fragile, the world around us is like a dust bowl and it's just going like crazy and it's only getting faster and faster and faster and the peace of God can be on you and I where that does not affect us. Amen? God is the giver of peace. It says in Haggai, 
I've got some verses right, written down here. Haggai 2, verses 7 to 9. And this is talking prophetically. And it says, I will shake all the nations, and they will come with the wealth of all nations, and I will fill this house, I love that, this house, with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former glory. God, one of the aspects of God is he's progressive. And the fact that he gets better and better and better. He does not regress. My physical body regresses. I hit my peak at about 25. And it's been a downhill snowball since. And those of you who are over 25 go, yeah. And those of you that are younger going, I'm never going to hit 25. You will. Lord willing. It says, the latter, the latter glory of this house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, listen to this. This is God speaking of his house, whose house we are. And he says, and in this place, this house, I will give peace. God is the giver of peace. Yesterday we bought a glass um, container. We bought two of them, and one of them is cracked. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to the person that gave that to us, the store, and I'm going to return it and get one that's not cracked. What you do is when you have something, you go. if there's a problem, you go back to the giver. If you've got a problem with peace... I'm serious here. Go to Jesus. Don't go to Oprah. Don't go to some guru out there that says, I am the person of peace. Don't go, don't go to another individual, appear another person. Go to the King of Kings, the person of Jesus. Because it says, I will give you peace. As I'm speaking right now, I'm asking God, to have his peace just settle like dew. Because I have found in life, I could use more peace. I could use more chill. I could use more chillax. I could use more, take it easy, man. And I find the solution to that is Jesus. God is the giver. He's the source. Like I said about that container I bought, I know where I bought it from. I know the source. I know where to find it if I need to get it replaced. I know the one who brings peace. The one who brings peace is God. Jesus. So if I want to understand that better, I read the word of God and I look at the life of Jesus. The word of God is Jesus. It says, in the beginning was the word. It's not just the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. When you read the Bible, you get a picture of who Jesus is. Here's another verse for you. In 1 
Thessalonians. Try saying that one real fast. Now you're trying to say it. It's like, no, it's Thessalonians. It's it's a real tongue twist. Say that five times. Now, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. Now, may the God of peace himself, the God of peace, not only is he the giver of peace, But if he's the giver of something, then he's also the creator or the God of that. He is the God of peace. In your spirit and in your soul right now, I believe God is causing some lights to turn on. Hope to arise anticipation to come because some of the struggles some of the situations that you may be facing you're going I don't have the solution and right now the word of God is the solution the God of peace himself Paul was writing that the God of peace himself and then it says in that same verse sanctify you entirely God's not just interested in one aspect. He says, God, God says, I want to sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and your soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of the Lord Jesus. Jesus is aware of and concerned about your whole being. He's concerned about your body physically. He's concerned about your soul, your mind your will, your emotions, your triggers. I found I've got triggers. He's aware of them. He's aware of your spirit, your innermost being, the thing that drives you, the thing that seems to feed your passion, the thing that that feeds the emotions. It's not just your feelings, it's your spirit. He's concerned about all of you entirely. The God of peace. God is not only the giver of peace, but he's the God of peace. He's the way of peace. If you want to understand which way to go, go the way of peace, which is the way of Jesus. It says that in Luke 1.79 when Zacharias... The father of John was dedicating John. He prophesied about the life of John. How John, it says, would prepare the way of the Lord. And as he's prophesying over them, he says that John is going to shine upon those who sit. uh, Speaking of Jesus, he's preparing the way of him who will shine upon those who sit in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet unto the way of peace. Jesus is the way of peace. If you've got a conflict, put it through the labyrinth of Jesus. You start up there, and you go, this is how I want it to happen. And then it goes, do, 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 do. And it plops into, and that's the way 
Sometimes the way of peace is not always the way you and I would like it to be. Newsflash. If I make all the rules, I become bigger than God. I don't make all the rules. I've had things in my life that I'd like to do differently, and God has said no. And I said, okay, you're the boss. What I do find is that brings a great amount of peace. Because I've also done things myself and made a mess. I've said things. I've acted. I've reacted. I got triggered and I did something. And he is the way of peace. He's good. He's good. You're, right now, I, I, I would hazard, you don't have to raise up your hand on this, but I would hazard a guess that just about everybody here has something that they think about that causes them a little bit of stress or anxiety or worry. I, I would just hazard a guess and say we probably have just about every single person. You say, well, I'm a good believer. I know, but it's amazing how fast we jump onto our own decision-making. And I'm here to tell you that God is the way of peace. He's the giver of peace. He's the God of peace. He's the way of peace. Do you see a pattern happening here? You know, like, what is that in Sesame Street? Three of these things belong together. <laughs> he's the giver. He's the God. He's the way. It's Jesus. In Isaiah 6, uh, chapter 9, it says, For a child is born to us. This is prophetically speaking of Jesus. And the government will rest on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. There will be no end to the increase of his government or of peace. The peace that God has for you and I is a sustaining peace. It doesn't have a shelf life. It doesn't go best before, and once it hits that date, it goes like this. The peace that God has for you is designed to be effective tomorrow just as, as much as it is today. The peace that God has for you is designed to only increase. The turmoil that you may face in your thoughts, the frustration that you... The peace of God is greater than the turmoil that you and I might be in. His peace is inseparable. I used a big word there. It's inseparable. And if I have to explain it, that means I shouldn't have used it. His peace 
cannot be separated from who he is, what he does, or how he does it. His peace is inseparable from who he is. His peace is inseparable for what he does. His peace is inseparable for how he does it, which is very interesting because he went into the temple and he upturned the tables. Peace doesn't mean there isn't a battle. Peace means the battle has been won and now there is peace. Parents, you want peace in your house? You don't just let your kids do whatever they'd like. That brings chaos. So what happens? You establish peace. You establish boundaries. You establish, no, that is not permitted. No, that is not allowed. Yes, that is acceptable. And what you do is you establish and then you enjoy the peace or the unrest that that brings. If you've got turmoil within your family, in your relationship, you need to examine what am I doing to get peace in this. Peace does not mean you roll over and play dead. Peace means, no, I've established this boundary. I don't want you to walk away from here going, I'm just a wimp. No, just like freedom isn't free, it costs somebody something to bring us freedom. The peace that God brings is actually, if you look at the word peace, shalom, it means that which separates from the chaos. In other words, Christ paid a price and he won and he separated us from the chaos of life so that you and I could have peace. I have found peace is the ultimate thing that I desire. Tranquility. Peace, no stress. I'm not talking about being lazy. Because being lazy can sometimes be confused for that. But it's a life where I'm at peace. I'm at one with my creator. I mean, we use that term a lot. Be one with the one who created you. And we have no idea what that means. But in the Christian life, that means be one, be, be open with the one who created you. God is the way of peace. Not only is he the way of peace, but he's the prince of peace, and his government of peace will not uh, decrease. In other words, the way he rules, the way he reigns, the way he does things is through peace. Not only that, but God has made a covenant of peace. I'm trying to lay a foundation for us to understand why we can talk about peace in the way we talk about it because of what Christ has done, what God has done. It says in Ezekiel 37, he says, I will make a covenant of peace with them. What's interesting about covenant is it's not a contract. A contract involves negotiation. I'll do this if you do that for that. A covenant is I will do this. Now, yes, there are conditions, but God doesn't say, I'm going to, he just says, this is what I will do. He doesn't go, let's negotiate, oh, well, if you do that, I'm only going to do halfway. No, he says, this is what I will do. I will make a covenant of 
peace. He's bound by his peace. He functions from his peace. He's, everything he does operates through a lens of love, which is also a lens of peace. His peace brings safety, rest, and comfort. The peace that God brings brings rest, peace, I'm sorry, safety, and comfort. It says in Psalms 4, it says, In peace I will both lie down, but not only lie down, I will both lie down and sleep. Insomnia is a huge area in this world. People aren't getting rest, and that they find out is one of the greatest things you can do for your health is to have a rest, a good rest. The doctor, when I go see him, he'll often ask me, are you sleeping well? And Jesus provides us the ability to have safety, rest, and comfort. I, in peace, I will both lie down and sleep for you alone, O Lord, make me to dwell in safety. Anybody here thankful for the peace that God brings? I'm here to tell you it's available for you. I'm here to tell you he has provided it, made a way for it, and it is already there. He's not going, oh, they asked for peace. Oh, what do I do? No, it's like, no, I'm the God of peace. You follow me. I will bring you peace. Psalm 23, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. In the presence of my enemies, he has me sit down and he prepares a meal. I don't know if that's a picture of peace. I don't know what is. In the midst of turmoil, I can sit down and have a meal. Jesus is our peace. In Micah 5, verses 4 and 5, it says, He will arise and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they will remain, because at that time he will be great to the ends of the earth. This one, talking of Jesus, will be our peace. This one will be our wholeness. This one will be our wellness. This one will be our wealth. This one will be our prosperity. This one will be our health. This one will be our posterity. This one will be the one that brings wellness, wholeness, completeness to my life. The word peace is so large. It encompasses every aspect of our life. It's such a large, powerful word. Jesus is our peace. Amen? The way of the kingdom. In Romans 14, it says, The kingdom of God is not 
eating and drinking. And he's talking in that passage about relationships one with another and not offending somebody. If you think you're allowed to do this and it offends somebody, he says, think about it. Because the kingdom of God isn't through eating and drinking, but it's in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. An aspect of living the life in the kingdom of God is it's found one of the ingredients, one of the signs is that it's a life of peace. If we are constantly at turmoil from believer to believer, I would suggest to you we need to rethink, reevaluate what priorities we have in our life because if I'm walking in the way of the kingdom, I will be searching for brightness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And the last thing I want you to see is his peace is connected with his presence. His peace is connected with his presence. His peace is unmistakable. His peace is irreplaceable. His peace is unwavering, unstoppable, indescribable, and undestructible. His peace is who he is. And the passage that God has challenged me to use every Sunday when you leave is found in Numbers chapter 6. And I want to close with this because it carries his peace and his presence. God instructed the priests, the Aaronic priest from Aaron's lineage to bless the people after they met. And every time they would get together, the priest was instructed to bless the people. Not because of what he said, but what he did was he took from God and he took God's blessing and he passed it on to the people. And so this morning... As we close, what I want to do is I want to take the blessing that God has and I want to open that valve up and just let it gush out and touch every single one of you. And it says in Numbers, I want to read it and then I want to just say a couple words about it. It says, The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and to his son, saying, You shall bless, you shall bless the sons of Israel. You shall say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. If you want to open your hands right now as a symbol of receiving, I just want to read this over you and I want to bless you this morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace. He continues and says, this is God saying, so they shall invoke, the priest shall invoke my name on the sons of Israel and then I will bless them. I don't take this lightly when I say this. I believe that a pastor 
and the gift and the calling God has given me is one of them is to be a conduit for what God has for you. And this morning, I'm asking him to bless you and to cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace. And this picture of the blessing that we read in Numbers is a painting and a picture of what Christ has done for you. If you take this passage and you bring it into the light of Christ through the cross and the work he did, what you find is that every blessing is yes and amen in Christ Jesus. So this morning, the Lord bless you. This morning, the Lord keep you. This morning, the Lord cause his face to shine upon you, be gracious to you. This morning and this week, the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Be blessed. And may you enjoy his peace this week. Amen. God bless you. Amen.